The Tour Backspin Show features a legit, well-researched story from the PGA Tour in the 1960s or 1970s. The story shares some DNA with the tournament being currently played this week on the PGA Tour. If you're into this kind of thing, sign up for the Tour Backspin weekly email newsletter at tourbackspin.com or on substack.com. The newsletter also features the famous What Hole Is It contest, something fun from the world of golf off the internet, a curated Spotify playlist, and an antique golf ad. Also, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube for news and features from Tour Backspin. Welcome to the Tour Backspin Show. I'm your host, Larry Bosch, and this week the PGA Tour is in San Antonio, Texas for the Valero Texas Open. This tournament is the sixth oldest professional tournament in the world, the third oldest on the PGA Tour, and the longest held in one city. We're going to backspin to 1970 when it was known as the San Antonio Open and occupied a February spot on the schedule that resulted in some brutal weather. It's early morning on February 20th, 1970, and the players with early tee times at the Pecan Valley Golf Course for the San Antonio Open were met with temperatures in the low 40s and wind gusts up to 36 miles per hour. This was in stark contrast to the weather in Tucson, Arizona, the site of the PGA Tour's previous stop prior to San Antonio. The San Antonio Open, one of the iterations of the many names associated to the Texas Open, was held in late April or early May for much of the 1960s. The tournament wasn't played in 1968 because the U.S. Open was held in San Antonio at the same Pecan Valley Golf Course. In 1970, the tournament moved to February, a spot on the schedule it occupied during the 1950s. The PGA Tour schedule was designed in the 1950s and the era before to accommodate travel by car. The tour started in California, then moved to Arizona, Texas, and finally to Florida before ending up in Augusta for the Masters. The move to February in 1970 resulted in some of the biggest names on tour skipping the week. Jack Nicklaus, Arnold Palmer, Billy Casper, and Gary Player all chose to take the week off. However, Lee Trevino, the winner in Tucson the week before, and Orville Moody, the 1969 U.S. Open champion, were in the field. The weather did not improve for the entire week in San Antonio. Despite the frigid temperatures and wind, it was a couple of Northern California players who fought it out down the stretch for the title. Let's backspin to see how the week played out. Rod Funseth, who grew up in Spokane, Washington, found himself atop the leaderboard after Thursday's opening round. The notoriously negative thinking Funseth couldn't believe that he had shot the best score in round one. In fact, he led by three strokes. I just can't believe it, Funseth said when informed he had the lead. I didn't even know I was even close to the lead until I came in. You sure there aren't some better scores out there? There weren't. Funseth's only win so far in his career was the 1965 Phoenix Open. Funseth's first round, 67, was three strokes ahead of Mike Hill and John Schlee and a group of seven players, including Frank Beard, Kermit Zarley, and Ron Ceruto, who were bunched at 71. 
Lee Trevino shot a 75, while Orville Moody shot a 76. I played pretty bad, Trevino explained to reporters after his round. It's just too cold. I can't play in the cold. I can't wear a lot of clothes. They bind me, and I can't swing. And when I don't wear enough clothes, I get cold. Friday's weather was just as bad, if not worse, than the weather in the opening round. Intermittent showers and occasional sleet, along with cold temperatures made worse by a chilling wind, plagued the round. Officials used towels to brush away the sleet from the putting surfaces. The cold weather, in addition to the absence of big-name players, combined to keep the galleries away. Those that stayed away missed a course record-matching score of 65 from Ron Ceruto, a pro from Northern California. Ceruto, who had a share of the lead in two tournaments on the 1970 schedule before fading down the stretch, was able to put together a stellar round with five birdies and no bogeys. A par-saving 18-foot putt on the fourth hole provided the spark that helped him match the course record. He went on to make a birdie on the next hole, added another at the 13th, and finished with another on the 18th. He opened his round with a birdie on the first. Rod Funseth was one stroke back, with John Schlee and Kermit Zarley another stroke back. Dick Lotz sat well down the leaderboard after rounds of 77 and 68. In Saturday's third round, Ceruto scrambled to a round of 69 and stretched his lead to four. He looked like he was going to run away with the tournament before he stumbled coming down the home stretch. He bogeyed the 16th from a bunker and then put his second shot into the gallery at the 17th. Ceruto pounded his club down in frustration, but he gathered himself, made a good chip, and salvaged par. Funseth double bogeyed the first hole, but was able to hold on to second place. Lou Graham was in third place, tied with Dick Lutz, another pro from Northern California, who matched Cerrito's course record tying score of 65. Cerrito and Lutz were good friends and they put on a good show in the final round. The weather continued to be lousy with a cold drizzle falling. Cerrito was extremely nervous and quickly ran into trouble in the final round. He bogeyed the second hole after missing the fairway and missing a three-foot putt. Lutz then put on a rush with birdies on the next three holes pulling within a stroke of Cerrito. I felt more comfortable when he got close, Ceruto said. I thought that I'd have to start playing golf now and quit patty-caking it around. Ceruto felt the 12th hole was the key to the final round. Dick almost holed out, he told reporters. He was two inches from the pin. I was over the green. But I chipped in for birdie from about 25 feet. That was key. That kept me going. Ceruto finally put it away, shooting a 68, the same score that Lotz shot, to win by five. For Ceruto, it was as much a victory over the elements as it was a victory over his fellow competitors. Two Northern Californians were able to prevail over the cold and wind to finish first and second. In our bonus story, Ron Ceruto winning the 1970 San Antonio Open over his friend Dick Lotz was a revenge win. Lotz had defeated Ceruto in the 1961 California Amateur at Pebble Beach. I finally caught up with him, Ceruto laughed after capturing the $20,000 first prize in San Antonio. It's the first time we have played head-to-head -head since he beat me in the finals of that 1961 state amateur at Pebble Beach. Ceruto had beaten Dick's brother, John, to get into the semifinals. Both Dick and John Lutz were Bateman boys, having been tutored by the legendary Lucius Bateman in Oakland, California. 
Bateman, an African-American who was barred from joining the PGA of America or playing on tour due to the Caucasian Clause in the PGA bylaws, also instructed Tony Lima. You can learn more about Lucius Bateman on the Tour Backspin blog at tourbackspin.com. Thank you for spending some time with us here at the Tour Backspin Show. Be sure to check out our weekly newsletter on Substack and sign up for delivery to your email inbox or visit tourbackspin.com to sign up and explore our other offerings including long-form articles, videos, and the newsletter archive. Join us next week for our special Masters content. This week's source materials include the reporting for AP by one of golf's most esteemed writers, Bob Green. Music by Crow Wander. The song is called Whiskey. Join me next week as we have a tea time reserved.